Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Rendo, how are you, man? I'm good. We sound a little bit, uh, we sound distant. We are distant. We are distant. And it's, um, okay, so first of all, apologies, I guess we have to go through there, don't we? Yeah. Um, we've not been, we've not done one in, in a couple of weeks. How long has it been? I think it's been a couple of weeks. And, and usually last time that happened, you, you were all over attacking me for being responsible for mm-hmm. for not doing it. Well, it so entire, would you, well, it would was, you care to explain it? It's entirely your fault. It was entirely your fault before, yeah. but this time it is entirely this time it is entirely my fault. So, shall we address the elephant in the room? Um, we should, we should, and that's a great um, uh, choice of words too, by the way. Go on, you can describe. What, uh, you can describe what I look like. Well, you look either like you have <laughs> um, been attacked with a wrench, or mm-hmm. you've gone under some kind of facial um, surgery to. Uh, further hide your identity because you're really worried. Well, one there's only things. one. There's only one elephant man, so I had to do something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had an operation. So apologies for anybody who was. There actually have been a couple of people giving us a bit of stick for not have not putting out a pod. So um, apologies if you've been waiting to either harvest your vegetables or um, code some some app or um, I don't know feed your cows and you've been waiting. <laughs> we are here now and we will try to. Uh, We'll try to uh, make to up, catch for, up it. for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to explain um, the surgery? We've referred oh, to your face. You. Yeah, I think we should. I mean, you want me to? Okay. Um, I do. Um. So for twenty years, it's not. It's it's not. It's not cosmetic. Yes, it is. It's um. Well, maybe it is cosmetic. I don't know. But um, for twenty years, I have not been able to breathe through. We have a guest, because it's okay. We could do no, this. It's, it's fine. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, for twenty years, I've not been able to breathe through my nose, um, and eventually, my wife had had enough, and um, yeah, so I had to get, had to go get it fixed. I'm not well, telling you. I don't. What was it though? Did you want to know? Was it no, no? Was it snoring? Like what? What was the thing that uh, your oh, wife's kind of went? Nah, go and get it done. Just you whinging or? Oh man, no. God, this is people are turning off already. I apologize. So I went to the dentist. I, the dentist said, no, you need to do something. Oh, I said to the dentist, um, I can't breathe through my nose. And I think he interpreted that as um, this guy's got a bit of a cold or something like that. Uh, um, and then he was working in my mouth for about 30 seconds and eventually I tried to breathe. Um, and he went, oh, you literally can't breathe through your nose. I was like, yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's exactly the words I said to you. Um, but... Um, yeah, so he said, oh, there's a thing for people like you. And basically the thing for people like you is a plastic bag that they shove down your throat with this tiny straw that comes out the side so you give a little bit of air, then they work on your teeth. But then he said at the end, you must do something about your nose because you're going to have problems with your mouth and your teeth and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is me getting something done with the nose. So it's been chopped up. It's been folded on the forehead. It's been drilled up, drilled to pieces. And it's, yeah, and now I've, and the, the drugs have been good, but um, the pain wasn't much fun, but but hopefully I'm on the mend. Anyway, that's the long story, short as possible. 
Yeah. All right. Well, um, you look much better than the first photo you sent me. So that's you. You are on the mend. So that's good. I'm on the mend. It's yeah. just ridiculous. So you're on the way. I'm on the mend, and you're on the way. Mm. Um. So shall can we introduce our guests after our? Ah, oh, All right. Let's go. Merrick, how are you, mate? Um, yeah, I'm good. So, I'm good. Thanks very much for um. Thanks very much for um dealing with me today as well. I'm down in Sydney to get this nose done again and I've been stuck on the bridge at Hexham at Newcastle. And um, so thank you very much for, for waiting. Um, I was, tell I was telling Mary be before you jumped on because you came in a bit late that you'd be like, you'd be, fu not furious, but just like really, why you would have been driving down stressing like a mofo. I'm sure of it. Totally. <laughs> and actually Sydney was good. Sydney was actually good. Newcastle was not good, but um, um, Sydney's actually not so bad. But um yeah, mate, thanks very much. So where are we lost? Let me start with this. So for for anybody who might know, um, Merrick also has a podcast, Merrick's Dabbling Path, um, which he kindly invited us on to about what was it now, Merrick? About a month ago? Yeah, I think approximately a month ago. Yeah. What's that? Four or five thousand blocks, something. Um, and mm. and we decided well, so we sometimes we Brendo and I have chats with our, you know, ourselves, and then we have try and have some guests to chat to, um, and but then sometimes we just ping out a message and say, you know, plebs, anybody that wants to come on and have a chat. And you you, you reached out at one point and um, just said you were keen to come on and have a chat. And yeah. at that point, um, I I didn't know of your podcast and went went and have a look. And because we've actually had a chat and we know each other and we're now friendly, I'm going to start with this one. So mm -hmm. when I first went to your podcast, the alarm bells went bing, 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 right? Right, right. Um, because um, there's a bunch of stuff and there's a bit of sort of um, shit coinery. There's a bit of a mm -hmm. NFT chat not, at, at the back of it, right? You've done a few pods now. Um, so what I want to know, firstly, is what has changed because your podcast has changed dramatically I've listened to quite a few of them now. Um, the recent ones, they're great. Um, what, what's the change, mate? What's happened? So, so should I wind it back all the way, like like how I got into Please. crypto Please. or Bitcoin, and then and then all, all yeah, of it, mate. All of it. Yeah, because that would probably make sense that way. Something, uh, yeah. So I think I first heard about Bitcoin probably back in. 2010 2011 like most people did and then i did end up downloading some weird miner on a mac and like a weird wallet and like everything looked like really dossy back then and i probably had it running for a week and and at the same time like i was playing counter strike with my friends so my counter strike started getting laggy and i deleted all of that out right like i deleted oh, the miner i shut all of that like i didn't know yeah okay so so that's that over there and then uh, fast forward, I, I worked in the banking sector back in India. Then I came to Melbourne and I started, uh, I was studying an MBA. Part of my course was a supply chain management uh, subject. Uh, that's where I learned about blockchain. Like we had like a big thing about blockchain going on there. And then that got me interested into crypto again. And then I started exploring Bitcoin and Ethereum. But not so, but not so much, right? And then, uh, what happened next was, 
I finished uni. I was I was now like earning on a full time wage, so I could save up a bit more. And like then I thought like let's see what's happening in this whole crypto thing, and just to save like as an an as an investment purpose, right? Like I didn't want to do shares. I'd like okay, this crypto thing sounds cool. So started buying just Bitcoin and Ethereum back then. And then I I was working in another job. I met another guy who was like a I think he still is like one of the biggest uh like he's like a leverage trader he trades forex he does lots of shit coining and like he he's was talking to me about all of this so that's when i like oh started looking into it more and then i got really and yeah i got really fascinated by how all of this works and i thought like since i've learned about like since i did like a deep study on blockchain let's see if i can get some work related to all of this so then i started approaching companies in melbourne that had anything to do with blockchain technology or crypto and then one of these companies got back to me and hired me and they are a crypto research firm based out in melbourne so i was working for them for a bit and then some of the guys i was working with were like really deep into nfts defi uh, you probably know you'll probably come across glassnode who's who put a puts up bitcoin uh the research and like bitcoin charts and stuff so i was working closely yeah. with him as well but yeah that's how i was introduced to like defi nfts and all of that and yeah sorry really... can you put can you put a time scale on that for me where, where are we where are we about then you what year wise oh year wise yeah, yeah so that's about 2000 uh yeah 2020 2020 yeah, yeah. and then <sighs> So while I was, yeah, so got interested in all of this. And then I think that's when I like came back onto Twitter. I probably deleted my old Twitter, restarted like a new one because like, yeah. And then I came back onto Twitter and then I saw there's like lots of people from India and Asia uh, into the, all of this NFT. So I was like, I started and somewhere around then I think I started my podcast as well. And Yes, then I started speaking to a few of them and like and started having a few of them on on my podcast and trying to learn a bit more. But then what really clicked was like when these board apes started selling for this ridiculous amount, right? Like and that, that's when I thought like like why are people spending so much money on this monkey image? Mm. So that's where I really questioned like this whole thing about money and then I went down like this money rabbit hole. And then coming out of this money rabbit hole is where I found like where bitcoin really crystallized so yeah so then from then on like i yeah i started focusing more on bitcoin and i think that's like probably reflects now more in the podcast more in like more in my life and everything else as well yeah was that was that, was that yeah, i was gonna say was that a hard realization for you as well to kind of look back at i guess your journey thus far and go i've wasted all my time you know what I mean, or or, or is it? Are you kind of thankful for the journey because it's still you've ended up with a Bitcoin anyway? Uh, yeah. I mean, I do think about it. Like I waste, wasted all of that time, like because I did. Because like when I first come across something and if it fascinates me, I'll probably like going deep into it, right? Like I like like researching it more. So yeah, I do look at it like I wasted all of that time, but then I always. I always have this thing like where I've wasted like since being a, like a child, like I probably wasted time on like other stuff. Right. But then I see it like all part of the all part of this long journey that we're on. And like there's no point regretting anything. It's probably for the best. I could probably be down that shit 
shit coining path longer and like never found bitcoin so like yeah mm. don't yeah I, i regret it sometimes but not so much yeah so um, ultimately if you find your way through if you find your way through on a tougher route i think it probably makes your um, conviction stronger mm. like if if you've never had if you've never been i've said okay, this to brendan a lot um well that's the <gasps> dogs dogs <laughs> we'll be not damn it okay um yeah it's um I, i i think everybody needs a bit of a punch in the mouth um and like a, make a mistake make a personal mistake um to really realize mm. what's you know the truth if you like um and forget there for yourself i think if there's just if you're just solely relying on somebody else's opinion your your um your conviction is going to be far less yeah um do you think that's true for yourself yes 100% yeah i mean like i i yeah i don't seem to like trust anyone on anything like in most cases like <laughs> depending like uh, yeah unless they really like yeah unless they really convince me but like i'll still i'll still tend to not trust them and like do my own research but like they'll say like one thing that like something that someone from my family would always point out is like at a really young age i like coming from like a strong christian catholic community like in india which is like unheard of like in most cases but yeah but like this community that's like really strong christian catholic community where like family and friends and everyone is like part of the Christ- going to a catholic church but i think it was like around 7th grade itself like i figured out like uh, religion is a scam and then yeah completely dropped out of it for since then So you've always been always been a bitcoiner. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another another bitcoiner just waiting for bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Um I want to come back to that. I want to come back to that religion thing as well. But let's um um the research company. What was the what was their purpose? Like what were they what were they trying to achieve? Were they just scamming people or were they or were they genuinely trying to achieve something in their sort of crypto research? Are you sorry if you're happy to talk about that? you don't have to mention who they were or anything but just like in terms of the yeah, the yeah. work i i guess i guess i could mention some of it so what they're doing is probably giving their so how how does it work is people subscribe to their service so people pay for their uh, research so people pay for their research and based on their research they can make their own investment decisions so i guess in a way like it's still up to the individual of whether they're getting value from whatever research these guys are putting out there but what it basically does what what basically they're doing is they are probably giving the people like a competitive edge in the market like they probably but i guess uh, it's like identifying some of the best shit coins among all the shit coins like like or which shit coin is going to mm-hmm. currently pump right like before but then again like it goes back to like are these guys like secretly pumping their own bags so like yeah yeah were, so were they were, were they, they success sorry mate i think this delay is going to be a pain in the ass were they generally screen, but... successful as far as their analysis goes yes and okay. yeah and i think in most cases yeah they identified a few tokens that did pretty well while i was there yeah and before yeah. i was there as well okay uh, I'm not sure about what's happening now. I mean they yeah. They're still around? They're still around. They're still around. Yeah. They're still uh, and they're growing and they're growing and they're doing I guess they're doing pretty well. Yeah. 
And how much direction was given to you to, um, you know, as the researcher to, like, were you able to select your own coin to go look at, or were they uh, saying, no, Merrick, can you go and look at these two oh, or three? Okay, or what, so I wasn't, like, no, I wasn't a researcher there, but I was assisting the other researchers. I was assisting uh -huh. with, uh, with putting the content out on the website and like various other admin related stuff. Gotcha. But on, oh, yeah, yeah, on most days, like assisting the researchers and putting the content out on the website, making sure everything's looking good on the website. And, and there's different tiers. So, like, there's like a someone that pays higher, like, they have access to more, more stuff, and like someone who's paying lower there. Yeah, some, something on those lines. Yeah. See, see, this is difficult, right? Because, um, part of that, like, people will have the opinion that if you're paying for a service, it's a better like if if you walk down the street and somebody's giving something away for free and the person beside them is mm. giving them essentially the same thing but they're charging for it you, you you kind of have this opinion that the one that you're having to pay for must be better right um because for some reason it's okay. you know somebody's but you you believe that somebody's paying for it right and then and then when you actually go into it or maybe your pod or our pod we're not necessarily doing it for money but there's nothing wrong with that either. So it's mm. like for the people who choose to. Um, so it's like, does that give you a certain level of credibility if you've got a customer paying for a service and then you've got a, you know, a e-coin doesn't matter what it is and that's being discussed. Does that does that bring the level of credibility to that to that project? Yeah, I guess it's like a psychology thing, right? Like, it would be like, are you? Like you, you live in a building premises or whatever, and you have a gym in that. But or are you gonna like and and at the same time like or or not at the same time? But like oh, if you're paying for your gym membership, you'll tend to go more often to the gym if you're going to be paying for that membership, like just to get the value out of it. Yeah. Right. Like, are you not going to use that? Yeah, the gym that's available for free. So it's like more, yeah, more of a psychology thing more than anything, I guess. Because yeah, there's a yeah. no, I'm no, just no, going to say there's a huge there's a huge issue in Bitcoin. I think where a lot of people, I mean, there's a there's a really strong argument to say nobody should do anything. Everybody should just buy Bitcoin and do nothing, mm. right? Because that's probably, I mean, Bitcoin is likely to, I believe anyway, likely to outperform everything. Like right. you could start the most successful, but, but 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 you know, obviously, people are either they're thinking they disagree with me and they're going another way, and they're just thinking, no, oh, I can out, I can outperform Bitcoin and whatever. But um, it's a it's a difficult one. It's 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 not easy to monetize anything in this Bitcoin space, if you like. Mm. I mean, there are companies that have done it, but very few that have done it really successfully with the support of, of Bitcoiners. Yeah, and I don't know what I, I think. There's like you maybe got a you know like a Swan um, or an Unchained Capital or a you know businesses like that who are clearly the you know the and maybe like a mine, some of the mining business, but some of the capital costs there must be huge also. So it's like, yeah, I don't know where the, I don't know if I necessarily got a question on that. It's just, it's just, it's an entirely different way of thinking about of how we do things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm very interested to see the people who actually start something up and understanding why they have tried to. Is it yeah. just, they just, want to work in bitcoin and therefore they do something and they're prepared to right, right. let slide the, the opportunity of buying bitcoin or is it yeah. that 
they think they can genuinely outperform. Like for you, you personally, you know, you've decided to, you know, start a podcast that's now become not only a Bitcoin podcast, but gen- it's got a big focus there now. Yeah. So why? What, what, what's your thought process? Yeah, I mean, lately, like I've I've sh- scheduled my podcast probably for the next month, like I have guests coming on and I think it's like 90% Bitcoiners coming on, right? Like now it's like mm-hmm. more focused towards Bitcoin. And and just, and, and like, how, how do I spend my free time now? Like it's either mostly like, like if it's, if I'm not like free time, probably outside of work or even while I'm at work, I actually listen to Bitcoin podcast. But <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so yeah, just like researching, reading about Bitcoin. Like that's, I don't know. It's, uh, it just, it's like a, it's a mind virus in like in the most positive sense, right? Like it, once it gets you, like you just want to like learn more about like all that's happening, all you want to really understand its past of, and, and one thing, if you're going to play place so much of conviction, you're going to be con- and convincing other people or di- discussing with other people is you want to know why it's not going to fail. Right. Like, and you'll try to identify all those things that would make it fail. Like, and I think people yeah. have been doing that for a, for, for years now right like i trying to identify it like to shoot it down for like but and it and it can't be stopped so it's that's really interesting um that's exactly that's exactly what happened to me um or it's very interesting to me it happened that's what happened to me and it's just like I, I don't same story i don't trust automatically i want to go and prove for myself i want to prove why you know i'm right and somebody else is wrong or what what least why or at least why they're right um yeah. And but if you go down the path of trying to find the, the holes in Bitcoin, ultimately I think it leads you to a place that, well, there are no obvious terrible holes. Hmm. So and you, you then become one of these absolute zealots, um, which yeah. you know, I mean, I definitely am. I don't know where you put yourself on the scale. Brendo's going there. I can you know it's, it's been great to watch him go there. Um, mm-hmm. What what do you recommend? Where are you in the zealot scale? Oh, you mean like, like on somewhere on the maxi side of things, like on the, like by Zealot? You mean like something? Yeah, on yeah. Lines? Just in terms of in terms of you know, is there only one coin? Is there? I mean, is do you are you just not even looking at anything else anymore? How do you how do you approach people who try to convince you that there is or like all that kind of stuff? Oh, j- just the other week I was like at my third Bitcoin meetup in Melbourne and like, yeah, we had like a good turn- turnout and then there was like a lady that was trying to say like. What's the like? Uh, she, what was the token she brought up? I think it was crypto.com. Crypto.com has their own token, and she's like, that token has purpose because it's whatever. It's uh, it's similar to Binance's <laughs> own token, right? Like, it's it has. She says it like it it facilitates the exchange or some 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 sort of sort of crap, right? Like. And then it's like debunking, like they don't really need a token, like they can just have an exchange and they don't really need to sell all these other shit coins. So yeah, I mean, like now my focus is totally on Bitcoin and like there's nothing, yeah, I don't see that changing anytime. I don't see that changing at all, actually. How, do, how does it go when someone like that does go to a Bitcoin meetup? Are they kind of booed out or are they, like what's the, are people sort of genuinely keen to engage with her and, and try to kind of, convince her why she's not right <laughs> you know yeah yeah i guess i guess like we are trying to convince her like why it's not required like yeah yeah everyone yeah everyone is i mean there was no booing out yeah you're trying to explain to her like 
why that's not going like that's not the thing yeah that's the difference between meet space and and twitter i suppose is that you know yes. people on twitter are happy just to tell you you got a flat ass but in person mm-hmm. they're not, they're going to be much nicer yeah 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 i just i just saw a meme the other day it's like uh these two dogs they're fighting i mean they're barking at each other really aggressive and then the doors open and they're facing each other and then they're just really mm. <laughs> oh, i've seen that that's really good eh? yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's funny there's something like a crypto.com or a binance or something like um they're not they're just tokens i mm. i equate them to um and I, what i mean by that is i like i equate them to like um what do you call it like flybys or you know club mm. card points or air yeah. miles yeah they yeah. may offer some utility like you may be able to save you know you may be, fly on Qantas, save a thousand Qantas points, you know, mm. get a little bit off your next flight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, that is true. Um, th- it's been working that way for years. And um, that, you know, people would argue there's utility to that. But you're at the entire whim of, who is it, Qantas, Alan Joyce, if he wants to change the club card pro- program, right? Mm. If all of a sudden a thousand points becomes worth 500 points or 1500 points, or right. you can't take a flight to you know New Zealand anymore because you know we're not allowed to go to New Zealand. Or, or so they're just they're just centralized projects, right? And we can argue whether they need a token at all or not. I mean, but they're if the problem that people are trying to if people are trying to get um, a discount on their flights, I can concede that a Crow token or a you know a Binance token or a Qantas point or a whatever it might be can have some value. I have no problem with that. Um, mm. If that's what somebody's goal is. But if you believe that we have a problem with our money, it, it it cannot that we and that problem is centralization. Yep. You cannot solve that problem with more centralization. Mm. Yes. Certainly yes. you're not going to get some organization or business that's going to do it ahead of a government. Mm. I mean I mean don't get me started on a CBDC, but you can't so, so they're not um I don't understand what they think they are trying to achieve like it's like a what, what do you say like a a solution looking for a problem like it, yep. it, we've already got the solution like it, it didn't have to be on a blockchain you know we've already got Qantas points what does a blockchain achieve hmm. yeah um yep it's uh so the money problem how aware of you were you of what the money problem was and who caused it and how it affected you yeah, I mean, uh, as I mentioned, I think I briefly mentioned, I used to work as a banker for like close to four years. During that time frame, I don't know if you guys, whether it came under your radar, but like there was this time where the Indian go- government decided that the highest currency notes, that was the 1,000 rupee note and the 500 rupee note is no longer legal tender. Mm, yep. Yeah, I was working in the banking sector around that time as well. And, and... So that, yeah, that was like another, that was like a key moment. But like at that point, while I was working in uh, in the banking sector, it didn't click. But like after going down the money rabbit hole, just like being introduced to Bitcoin, that's when it all clicked, like what's really happening behind the scenes. And like money itself, like where do we, like where do I start? Like I, I started writing about it, right? Like just so that someone else can have value from it and like just so I could share it or just put my thoughts together 
and i've got up uh, gotten up to like 5000 words and i still haven't finished <laughs> writing uh, what like why <laughs> why where's what's the problem with the money right like like what's needed for a good money what's needed for sound money and like it's just the basics like you know uh durability it should be scalable across space and time and yeah i mean it should be divisible and like you can go on like about all of this and like and like where bitcoin falls in all of all of these things i think i i can't remember where i found this but like money itself has like four stages and it starts off as a collectible and then it moves on to be a store of value and and then a medium of exchange and then a unit of account so bitcoin like so if we put it in the bitcoin framework or if we take an example like say someone found a gold nugget and then they started collecting it like few people found these gold nuggets and they started collecting it or bitcoin was first collected by the cryptographers and the early cyberpunks and and then it's gone to like being a store of value so that people started storing value they could probably pass it on to their kids or save it for the future and then at some point it started becoming like a medium of exchange and i think yeah and then a unit of account right like we still have to get to the unit unit of account stage with bitcoin but yeah i think that we probably see it in our lifetime i guess yeah it um that's exactly what it does and it, but it does it at different speeds for different people mm. so you'll get the argument you get the argument for people oh well, well but what good is bitcoin if i can't use it to buy anything you know yes um but you, i mean the the answer to that right now is well some people are some mm. people live their entire life on bitcoin already i mean yes. i'm not there yet i'm trying to get there as get as, get as close or get as close to it as i can but um but there are people now living 100% on bitcoin and it's t- tricky you know you might only have bitcoin and you might have to exchange your bitcoin for a gift card and you know you use the gift card mm-hmm. to shop and the shop doesn't really know you're spending bitcoin and all these yeah. kind of things but it is it is possible um whereas mm. you know some people are just very much at the oh it's scarce what scares I might start collecting it. So people are at different stages of yep. their journey with Bitcoin as well. So mm. yes, that's the process it takes, but it's like, you'll often hear like, you know, when when is hyper-Bitcoinization? Well, hyper-Bitcoinization is when you choose hyper-Bitcoinization for you. Right, right. If, in my opinion, like um, yep. once you make the call to go, I'm 100% in, mm. that's hyper-Bitcoinization for you. And and the like, the cards will just land where they do. Yeah. And um, this is that's that's a tough decision for people to take, but um, yeah, got respect to anyone that's trying to do it. Um, you're so on that. You're so your day to day life is is a fiat job. Yes. Um, and then all of your spare, well, as much of your spare time as you can allocate is you're just writing podcast and all that kind. Okay, yep, yep, yeah. Day to day is like I mean, my day to day is like a fiat job, nine to five. My, uh, I'd say my fiat job is not really challenging in the sense like I'm able to manage my time well at that, uh, like with my role and like complete most of my tasks within like probably within four hours of my day. I shouldn't say well, like hopefully no one's listening to it and they. I was gonna, I was gonna say it, it can't be too uh, challenging if you're listening to Bitcoin podcasts. When exactly, you're right. exactly right. Like Brenda so doesn't yeah, do four so hours like, a week. Like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I'm like, yeah, so I can like listen to my podcast and 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 on most days I'm working from home as well. So like that's yeah, makes it easier. 
and then outside of that like i think i mentioned to you guys like i train martial arts so then but like any other time like i'm like yeah i'm mostly into bitcoin my girlfriend is starting get starting to get a bit more pissed now, <laughs> lately uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm just behind the screen most of the time but yes uh, oh good so um merrick you did the uh, uh michael sailor's uh, sailor academy bitcoin course is that am i right in saying that yep yep yes um so what how does what's the what's the um the structure of that how long does that take you how did how did you find it um yeah yeah so so i thought like yeah it's, it, the sailor course is available for free so i thought like i'll give it a shot it just like on the course it just says it's gonna take you 12 hours to do it but yeah it took me way longer maybe i'm a slow learner and maybe i was like just trying to get like grasp all of it together but it it starts off with the history of money and then uh i can't like history of money it's five units history of money i can't remember the second unit then goes on the history of bitcoin itself and and yeah i think the most i got out got got out of it was the uh history of bitcoin like learning about these older tokens and since i mean people identified like the money problem since way back when it was created right like they knew it's it's faulty right so the austrians pointed out then and then the cypherpunks came in like in the 50s and 60s and they were trying to build this money that cannot be controlled by someone and like there were so many attempts at it like hash cash digicash e gold i think there was like quite a few and like so i think bitcoin is like something that's taken all these lego blocks per se and like build upon all of this and then it's finally here uh, that's something that actually cannot be stopped by or, or cannot be controlled or regulated yeah so people think it's a um it's just brand new or it just yes. happened in 2009 but that's not necessarily the truth there's a lot of there's a lot of um yep. build, as you say building blocks to get to where we are um is that like is it like a narrated course or is it like a, a lecture led or are you just reading yourself or how does how does the actual course work Oh no so since it's yeah just yeah it's there's reading material there's uh, video material audio material it's uh, Stefan uh, Stefan Lavera is the uh, curator of the course so he's put together things from like different writers like for, yeah someone who's covered the tech side of things someone someone who's covered the the money side of things and like all this various yeah and like i actually ended up like as i said like it says it's 12 hours i probably spend more time on this course and then just recently i think 4 days ago i finally completed it and i and okay. you have to give an yeah and you have to give an exam and yeah i got like 100% in that exam yeah excellent well done no after that we didn't we, we didn't know that we were just we were just setting you up yeah. to look great but they were well done <laughs> yeah. and does that was that to send you away with some like you know sailor academy qualification or what does it what does it do uh i mean yeah they do give you like personal. a certificate kind of a thing you you could probably like and it plugs into your linkedin or something of that sort i guess in the future if there's uh or even if currently there's like universities uh, that are going to offer anything bitcoin related i think this would hold value there like i know with their other courses so if you're doing something in it or something in economics you can take their credentials and like that would give you like a you wouldn't have to repeat that subject per se like in a future course yeah go yeah go yeah um but worthwhile doing 
it was worthwhile yeah worth, yeah absolutely yes worthwhile doing especially like for me like I, since i've already been down the money rabbit hole that was all right but like learning about bitcoins like re- learning about the technology side of things like even even learning about like how how bitcoin is maintained right like how the software or the like is currently maintained how can someone a developer how can how there are soft forks and hard forks like the history of the block size was uh, and how can uh, s- someone who's a new developer uh, see like identifies like oh bitcoin can go in this direction how can they send a they call it a pull request where they which that can be added on as a soft fork or hard fork like like to take it in a different direction and like all that kind of yeah Gotcha. And so what, what level of knowledge do you think somebody needs before they take that? Or can they just go in cold? Uh, I, I think they can go in cold. I think they can go in cold, yes. I, mean, I think yeah. that's how, how it's designed, is it not? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's so, the yeah, idea. It's, it, it, yeah it, it is called Bitcoin for everybody. So yeah, I think they can go in cold. i I got a quick um, question, question for yeah. you. So um, how long have you been doing your pod now? Uh. This October, I think it would be a year. Okay, so have you uh, had to bang it around? Good one. Sorry, hats. I'm turning my chair around. Oh, yeah. Looking cool. I'm straddling the chair. Um, <laughs> so have you found then, since you've now, you, you're mostly focusing on Bitcoin and Bitcoiners, um, are you seeing or, or getting any backlash from sort of early listeners that are saying, hey, why are you not focusing on other stuff as much? Uh, no one has openly said that to me, but I, I, I'll say this, like I did lose like a couple hundred followers on Twitter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, another thing that I was doing, like while I was working and while I was working with that crypto research company, while I was speaking to these other guys who like other people that were trying to like make something out of it right like with the nfts like this they were trying to make something out of like they're probably not well well versed with what exactly happening in the market they thought like oh this is something they can make money off like they'll draw some art sell some art for some ethereum or whatever right so so when i was working for that crypto company or even after i thought like i had some of this knowledge that i could leverage and i just put out uh, give them like different like uh, tell them what's happening new in the market right like like there's like this new platform where they could go and like get new get a bunch uh, get a bunch of new eyeballs that are looking at the artwork or something like that i completely stopped doing that and then yeah obviously uh so yeah that's like i feel like a bunch of people that uh probably stop like yeah following me and like probably question yeah i did have a huge argument like with one of the guys like once of why he believes uh yeah basically for some shitcoin and like he calls himself like he was like there at the early days of dogecoin so, so. <laughs> okay the, the early up. days, early early days, days ba- back back when there was a developer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so how has the transition been into the bitcoin community if, if there is such a thing like how have you oh. found people um just as you have approached them, because uh, because we're all because we're all pretty toxic, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Bitcoiners have been the most friendliest, most welcoming, most generous, kind. Yeah, so I think, 
I started listening to Princey Spots or that is the Once Bitten podcast by Daniel Prince, and then I, I just managed uh, like I just messaged him, uh, asking him like because he did mention something around like some uh, like something that's happening in Australia, and I was like, uh, can you connect me with like who are the uh, like these folks in Australia, and like yeah, within a few, uh, I think he replied to me like within a few hours, and like he connected me to Viz. and then then i was speaking to viz and then then viz connected me to parman and then parman introduced me to the whole bitcoin community here in melbourne and just yeah, great right. sense yeah yeah and yeah so what does that consist of in melbourne like how, there's a there's a regular meetup that you're going along to or like i don't want to dox anybody for going along but um um like what's the what what what's the yeah what what regularly happens yeah 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 so So, so the first one I ever went for was apparently happened after this whole lockdown fiasco, and that was like a month or two months ago. And yeah, and since then, like we, like everyone enjoyed, like everyone likes being around fellow Bitcoiners. So, like we wanted to have one. I think the next one happened immediately, like the next week, but then the numbers were small. So. I think now what the goal is that we're having one every month towards the end of the month, like every month. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, and, and then there's an people, sorry. And no, no, please, an, please. I'll just yeah, I'll just plug in. Like, there's another group that we have where there's a, a farmer or someone that has invested in a farm that is selling beef for sats. So it's all price in sats, and like yeah, you can yeah. But well, they come. They actually bring beef along to the meetup, and you. Can, oh no, no, this is not at the meetup. The this is something outside. Like yeah, so like whenever there's gonna be a kill or whenever there's like a cow gonna be butchered, so it's not like a regular thing. Like he'll put yeah. it up like, and it's first offered to all the bitcoiners. But I'm guessing like it all gets sold like with within the Bitcoin community. Yeah. So we uh we had one of those as well, and he has um he's skipped country as well. I don't know if he's left yet, but he's off to El Salvador. So. Oh, yeah, uh, we we we're we're on the we're on the lookout for a new beef supplier. I think so. Um, we might have to come. We have to pay a visit to Melbourne. Um, so you're you're a uh, you're a meat eater, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is that um? And so, as you said, you're kind of Christian Catholic background. So, mm-hmm. it, it, am I right in saying Hindu is the predominant religion of of India? Yep. Are, they, are, are they they're vegos? Yeah. uh most of them are most of them are vegetarian and i think it's all like hinduism is like a really broad religion and like there's where like there's varying levels or cultures within that and uh yeah i think most of them are vegetarian if not at least they would like they would do like once a week or something of that sort like vegetarian okay. yeah, yeah 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 well actually had you um, wanted to go down the religion uh route didn't you Uh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay, why not? Um, <laughs> so you said you were a young guy when you realized that all oh, religion was a scam. Is that was that? I don't know if I'm misquoting you, but it was something along those lines. Um, yeah. I, I sort of feel similar to you, but um, there's also do. A, there's a there's a there's a growing what would I call it? Um, maybe they would they would maybe they would call it spiritual. movement within the bitcoin community mm. i'm thinking particularly john vallis and um yes. some of the content that john puts out john's podcast is fantastic um yep. but some of that i'm like oh 
I don't know if I can jump on board with this. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where does where? But but the, but but also I've had this experience again and again where I'm like, no, I don't agree with that. And then six months later, I'm like, yeah, yeah, they were right. Okay. Um, so is that making you look, or is it making you question anything, or is it just you've made your decision and you're you are where you are? In terms of like where just religion, religion wise, yeah, religion wise, I, I I think. I think at like one point I was like a hard atheist and then before Bitcoin even, I slowly transitioned towards an agnostic and like believing sort of like there possibly could be like, there's no point in denying this, like there's something operating in the background. There possibly could be something uh, something operating in the background, like there could be a higher power on that sort. And then, yeah, speaking of John Wallace's podcast, yeah, yeah, he's been putting out some interesting stuff and something that I picked up from there was uh so so with with christ itself i think like christ like he died and then there was after approximately 200 years there were stories written about him of uh, his sacrifice and how good of a person he was and all this and it's all myth right like no one actually was there to experience all of that so 200 years like the stories that were written about him 200 years later was all myth like there was all assumptions based on like what people have passed down and now bringing that to Bitcoin, like I think the same thing is going to happen. The same thing would happen to Satoshi, because because he like he's done like a he sacrificed a lot, right? Like he could have claimed his token if he's alive, if he's not, whatever it is, he could have claimed the fame, he could have claimed the money on whatever it was, and like two hundred years in the future, like people will look back upon like bitcoin and like uh recognize satoshi's sacrifice in all of this and then start creating its its own myth stories about satoshi and like all of this yeah yeah i think i think i agree um it's it, uh, yeah i don't know it's a it's a it's, it's a it's a really common <laughs> like is it it are is what we're getting involved in a religion or is it just something that is um, it's a movement. It's, 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 it's a movement. It's a, it's a movement. That's but it's so transformative that mm. as as you say, Merrick, it's just people are going to create myth and legend around about the story. And as you say, as time passes and people forget the actual genuine truth, you know that but, could grow into something. But the dif- the difference oh, is it, the difference is that there there was no written record back then. So if you go to like look at Aboriginal. Certain Aboriginal tribes, right, would talk mm. about um, or talk to their kids about don't follow follow a willy wagtail into the bush because they lead you um, away and you'll never come back. And that's that kind of campfire kind of fable of protecting the the kids, keeping them with the tribe, keeping them by the fire, and not getting you know taken by pre- predators or something like that. And that personally, that's how I see. Um, not in any religion, you know, but religion in general is that it, it all start because especially the long standing religions, they all started with fables and stories um, for, for how to behave well, you know, be good to thy neighbor, all of those kinds of things to, to, to teach lessons to children and, and make them good, good people. Um, Satoshi is a going forward as myth and this and that. I don't think it really works because it, everything's documented now. Does that make sense? Uh, it sort of does, yeah. But uh, but I still think like, I mean, like people choose to like 
sort of like make their own stories up, right? Like they'll probably document these stories of of what they believe Satoshi is and like and what values he had or she had. But yeah, they'll probably yeah. So they'll probably write about it and they'll probably speak about it like we are doing now. And then this would probably carry out and someone else would pick up from you and like create even further myth from you, right? Like we're just claiming some aspects of it. And another thing that 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 is a common thing among Bitcoiners is like, yeah, we, we all like, I think in, speaking for everyone, it's like most of the, like the Bitcoin community is like built on like, good values in, in most cases right it's built on like trust and good values and like people like it go it's like if you compare the crypto bros and like bitcoiners it's like uh what, what it's like easy money lambos hot chicks and and uh, and something on those lines right and then there's bitcoiners like it's like more focused on like have, raising a family right and like having these old cultural like family bound values so yeah i think yeah. Pat, stop so, moving. Okay. I know I've, I've moved it back because I was squeaking. I've turned it around again. Um, sorry, sorry. I've heard you. Know <laughs> um, I hope the audio is okay. Um, so here's something that I've been, I've been thinking about a little bit recently. Um, are Bitcoiners like better people? Right? <laughs> right? No, 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 because bear with me because we all think we are, right? Let's uh, go. Um, I, I, but I I don't I don't think I don't think that's true, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. I just I, mm. I think the because the incentives for me to be selfish helps you, for you to be selfish helps me within Bitcoin. We're not fighting yeah. each other for this. Everything you're contributing is helpful to me. Everything mm. I'm contributing is helpful to you. So it's I don't believe that we've become all of a sudden found, you know. A, I don't know whatever it is, 10,000, 100,000, a million people who are just better than everybody else and they want to do things better than everybody else. And we're all better than the crypto bros. I just don't believe it. Um, I just think that we've found this, a system that has incentives aligned so that we, by by doing the right thing, what, we, what, most, what a lot of people consider to be the right, you know, a good thing, it's actually beneficial for other people and not just yourself. Is that? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. What do you think of that? But- uh, I, I think I think that's how most religions are formed, I guess. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's, I don't know where this is going to go. This is this is good. It's, it's um, yeah. So sorry, it's had, for me. can I can I ask you? Because I don't know if I've actually asked you directly. Like, what what is your mm. kind of belief system? Are you are you atheist, ag- agnostic? Are you, do you believe in something other than Satoshi? Um, so my uh, my background, my my grandfather was a minister. Um, um, I was never religious. I went. I remember went. I remember going. He, my grandfather used to take me to two places. He used to take me to football, soccer, and he used to take me. You know, every every now and again we'd go to the church to watch my grand my grandpa. And at at church, I was always asking um, what time was the pie. You know, because I was so because <laughs> <laughs> I was still expecting I was at the football. No, I never liked the church. Um, I didn't, I would just question the church and I didn't, it wasn't for me, but um, I, I, I do respect people that have that sort of deep belief. I understand it's important to be one that's, that's fine. I have no problem with that at all. Um, but I just, so yeah, I'm not a religious guy. I've never been a religious guy, but, um, but this is the first time I've ever thought, um, is there something more here or is it just a system that is just so good that 
we're looking for greater meaning in it than there actually is. It's just all it is is aligned incentives. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll leave that. Leave it up for listeners. Um, okay. So, also, uh, Merrick, there is. So, can you talk to us a little bit about um, where you think Bitcoin? So, sorry. Let me rewind a little bit. There's two things that I think are important to us on this podcast, Ben Dawkins. Maybe three if we included wine. Um, <laughs> but um, the um, so there's so much quality content comes out of the states. Um, right. This is wonderful. Like no criticism of that whatsoever. But um, mm -hmm. sometimes it's very you know it's tunnel visioned. It's, it's very yeah. very American oriented. So when when we sort of started, we were like, okay, well, what should we do? And my thing was, um, I want it to be bigger. It's for this is for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. A little bit we've kind of. Just because of the people we've met, I guess, is we've kind of gone down the Australian route and we've had quite a lot of Aussies on and the time difference and things like that's made it makes that you know yep. an easier thing to do. Um, but as a guy from India who obviously you're living in Australia and I've been here a while, but where mm -hmm. do you what's your opinion on where Bitcoin is in India? Is it similar to here? Is it um, like what are the conversations you're having with friends and family back back home? Uh, with friends and family, I mean. I speak like one of my I have heaps of cousins. One of my cousin is uh, into. He just takes my word for it. I I would say, so, so when I ask like when I would tell him like you know you need to buy this shit coin or that shit coin he'd probably do it and like obviously he has his friends and they are all and they are doing pretty well for themselves as in like individuals like in terms of like their fiat mining jobs. So sorry, they, this is family friends and family in India, yeah. No, this here. is just one particular cousin. He, yep. he no, actually, he's not in India. He's in the states. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's in the states. He works. Yeah, if I can, I I think he wouldn't mind. He works for Amazon. He's been working there for a, like for yeah for for a long time. Yeah, he's the only yeah. one that would probably. But that is more of looking at somewhere to invest, somewhere to save money. But no one sort of gets. Uh, yeah, in terms of friends and family, I think no one sorts of gets Bitcoin or yeah, no one sort of. But outside of outside of that group, I had recently spoken to like Bitcoiners in India and like it's slowly picking up, but there's lots of shit coining going on. And another reason, like I was speaking to Bitcoiners in in Africa and in Pakistan and yeah, I can't remember where else, but another country. Uh, it's but yeah, so over there, what I see is like India has like has done pretty well with that with the previous demonetization that I mentioned, that was a big push for people to go digital. So, mm -hmm. and they, and they had the tools to give the people like to go to have digital transactions. So people would, wouldn't really get that. Like, you know, why would they need Bitcoin? But where I think when play. Each other, Bitcoin would be like easier to like, yeah, easier for them to pick up. So in, in terms of yeah. India, I don't think, yeah. And especially in terms with the government saying it's, it's, they're going to tax you 30% on any transaction and like there's, yeah, there's lots of fud around it. Okay. So there's, there's, there's no, no better regulatory certainty in India than there is here, for example. Uh, I think it's worst off in India. W worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 
but also I'm right in saying there is going to be a Bitcoin, I think it's just called Bitcoin for India uh, yes. event in Goa. In, in Goa, right. No November, I think, or the, yes. the beginning of November. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much. You put us in touch with somebody there and we're going to have a chat. But um, but that is very much is going to be a, a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin, a yes. Bitcoin only event. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's yep, great. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and then as another cool thing that, but yeah, I, I think if you guys are aware, uh, there's a Indian guy that started Summer of Bitcoin. It's like to help developers from India, from anywhere in the world, actually, get internships with Bitcoin-only companies uh, as developers. So that's like a good initiative. And mm. and the guys from Hexa Wallet are building like a hub where where these developers or people that are building on Bitcoin-only can like have somewhere to go and work from, like a like a shared workspace. And they yeah. have they have, they have a pretty cool name for it as well. It's called Satoshi's Hut. <laughs> Satoshi's Hut. So yeah. the another and some what did you say? Summer of Bitcoin? Did you say as well? Summer of Bitcoin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Summer of Bitcoin. Yeah. Satoshi's I think the guy Hut. who okay, started it was Adi Shankar and uh, Stefan Lavera had him on the podcast as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, no, I just think we do, Brendo and I need to put more effort into trying to just spread it a little bit further, just to of try course, and get yeah. that perspective from, from, I, from different places. Yeah, I, I, I'll connect you with the guy who's who's behind Bitcoin for Pakistan as well. Like, he's a really interesting guy as well. Because I, I don't think whether you guys are aware of how is the Islamic culture views money. Have you guys come across any of that? No, no. Please explain. Okay. Bet, but please, yeah. Yeah, so I'll tell you how I came across it. Like, I, as I mentioned, I was working in the banking sector. And so the bank pays out interest every six months, which is an computer-generated things. It does a daily average calculation of whatever money is in your account on a daily basis, and it pays out the interest half yearly, right? And there were these few Islamic trust accounts. Basically, I think it was a mosque or something of something on those lines where I had to manually go and reverse the interest. So they got free money, but they don't want it. Like they had to reverse it back into their account. So I really, like I questioned the management and all, and there's like it's some religious thing. That's all That's all I got from there. And then, yeah, so then I, I think, again, like coming back to Bitcoin, I like looked into this more and like, and, and I think someone mentioned like the Islamic case for Bitcoin. And what it is, is as per Islam, as per the Quran, I think, uh, basically, it's it comes back to the same thing. Is like they don't want the rich getting rich and the poor getting poorer. So there's so if I'm loaning out money to you, I should do it as a favor, as like a gift. And and you should pay me back the money that, that I lent out to you, right? Like if I give you 100, you give me 100 back whenever you, yeah. you are able to yeah not some interest on top of that yes so yeah yeah so yeah so that's what so so that's why like there's a strong push for bitcoin in like the islamic community that's interesting mm. it, i actually think it can religions and um, politics i think it can it can be a real you, you can find real positives in bitcoin for, for from all sides yeah. Um, so it, it's very hard to find things that people on the far left or far right can agree on at all. You know, we're all just becoming, or many people are becoming very sort of radicalized on all sides, I guess. It's actually mm -hmm. going to come out. So it's like another day, it's almost becoming the most radical thing to be somewhat centrist. But, mm, um, yes. but I guess, but I just think that's maybe what a Bitcoiner is. 
<laughs> so maybe maybe that's why we're going to be called radicals because we're all just centrists. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, so that I mean, I guess where are we? We're time. Um, I guess the the big question is: Are you going to be coming along to um, either Murundi or are you going to do a Beechworth or what? What's the what's the plans? Yeah, I'll surely be doing Beechworth. Uh, mm-hmm. Murundi is like. I'm I'm leaning towards it like now lately like there's so many people that let me come there like I'm leaning towards it Let, let's see how like what's uh happening with work I I I'm sure you guys like I've met Izzy and like I was mentioning like he he was telling me he's gonna chuck yeah. me in somebody's car and like take yeah. me along so <laughs> that's yeah, he's, awesome he's a good guy yeah he is a good guy hey, did you yeah so, do you want to get your girlfriend on over in Austin was he we can convince the girlfriend to let you uh, come tomorrow if you like. Oh, she, she wants to come as well. Like, so she wants to come. Oh, well. oh awesome! Yeah, 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 yeah. She wants to come yeah, as well. Oh, and, and yeah, she's not here at the moment. She's at work. Yeah. I wasn't oh. serious, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. More the more the merrier. But um, there is yeah. a few. There's a few make the make the trek from Melbourne as well. So um, yeah, it'd be cool if you're able to if you're yep, able to yep. come along. Um, I guess I guess my last thing is um, what do you want next from the podcast? Like, where have you got plans? Where are you going to take it? Or are you just going to keep talking to me and see where it takes you? Yeah, I mean, not, yeah, I don't have plans per se. Like, I, I was thinking, like, I'd probably, I should go video. I'm not sure, like, and, like, because I did put out a few, like, the audio only on YouTube, just the audio, but, like, I put it out on YouTube. And I feel like I got, like, way more listeners on those YouTube videos, which is not even a video, like, it's just audio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, wondering whether I should take it video. My girlfriend has been telling me, like, oh, you should do video and do video and like, but just, uh-huh. just I think it'll take some more of my time just to like edit the videos and like have like another thing going. It's easy with like just an RSS feed, but let's see. Yeah, I'm not sure. And in terms of the podcast, I still, yeah, I, I want to still have like speak to people outside of Bitcoin so that I'm like not like I'm not in this echo chamber. And like not only will that introduce like other people from outside of Bitcoin to probably like start looking into the podcast and like so if they come come through say like a like a, another girl that i had on she's a psychologist so maybe they come to listen to her podcast and then there's like okay maybe you'll check out like one of these other ones and then they probably get get into bitcoin so yeah so i still want to do that but lately like i have like a whole list of people that like that want to come on the podcast and they're all bitcoiners and like there's like and the other ones that i've scheduled in are all bitcoiners so yeah and the people that i want to speak to honestly are just bitcoiners but i i think i need to push myself to like speak to people that are not bitcoiners and like probably do something on those lines so um, how did we um how did we rate on uh on our episode how did we go what were our numbers like were they right yeah they're They're pretty good yes yes absolutely yeah i'll tell you if you were getting if you were getting numbers out of YouTube, you've done something that we didn't do because we we don't get anything out of YouTube at all. But we just put out, we oh. just put the audio up on YouTube. But um, oh, you'll do put the um, audio but, up on YouTube. Yeah, but but yeah, only more as an afterthought than anything else. I don't try and do particularly anything with it. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah. yeah, no, sorry. Only, as I say, we don't know the video or whatever. So yep, yep, yep. The thing is, the few that I put up on YouTube were like it was the one that i've really noticed that had got quite a bit of views was one of my friends who's a singer and i think he has other he himself like probably people look him up on youtube and oh, they yeah. must have come across his yeah so yeah this, cool i think there's just yeah i mean it's there's there's 
there's just so, there's just so much need for people to be just talking to other folks about it. and it just like i genuinely believe there's going to be you know bitcoin for nurses satoshis for good postman i don't know like yeah. it's going to get more it used to be that you could kind of follow everything that anybody in bitcoin wanted to say and you'd be mm. waiting around for somebody to post something i remember yeah. that it was mm. annoying but now it's like <laughs> you just can't keep up because there's so much so we just need people talking to everybody and all sorts all different walks of life so um yes yeah i i think i probably i mean people were asking me oh whether they should start a bitcoin podcast at the meetup and like i told like i got two people i think two more people from melbourne are going to be starting a bitcoin podcast go for it tell them to go for it, it. Yeah, like, go it. for it yeah go for it yeah <laughs> so i had a, like one question for you guys like where do you see like privacy like currently like how private do we have to be and kyc <clears> bitcoins <throat> and stuff Mm. given any yeah mm. oh that's a hard one um i don't know i as private as possible but then it, mm. the, the more the more private you are the, the more difficult it is for um your, your, your normies to actually come in you know they've got, they've got to start somewhere yep do, do you mean just generally or us personally or me personally uh, like you know so speak for brenda so yeah, generally, I guess, yeah. Generally. Um, so I, I think there needs to be um, people that put themselves out there. Um, like there needs uh, to be people passing, passing our messages. There needs to be people putting out you know, podcast videos. People need to be teachers, all this stuff. But, so, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, let me oh, rephrase that. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Uh, uh, what I was trying to get at is in privacy in the terms of like how we acquire and save store bitcoin so like where kyc comes into yeah the and and yeah i think like is there a way currently like to get bitcoin kyc free i mean there's like robostats and stuff like that but like how important it is to get kyc free bitcoin um i think if you're technically able and um to find it think it's important then yes you should and um like that might just be like a hodl hod, or it might mean your whole mining, or it might mean mm. you know I don't know this. So, um, but I mean I think we're kidding ourselves if if we think that there's not going to be you know state level attacks of mm. some description, and then you're just playing roulette as to whether um, Russian roulette as to whether it's your country that goes for you at first, or you know so that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, I think it's, there's going to be. Countries, I think, will c- compete as well. So there's going to be jurisdi- jurisdictional sort of arbitrage there too, I guess. So like you might be, if let's say, for example, you know, China comes out with a, a ridiculous statement and then you might find that the states might go the opposite way just because um, just because it's the opposite way. Right, right, um, right. But um, I mean, the more, I guess the biggest issue, the biggest thing we can do, I think, is bring more and more people in because it's like the um you know that mm. you see you've seen the the one man dancing meme you know when or one 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 guy one mm. one guy um it's, it's very difficult when you're that one guy but if once you've got once you've got a bit, big numbers it becomes harder and harder and the more decent the more people that own bitcoin the more decentralized the whole thing is the more um the more difficult it would be to crack down on any one individual but i mean yeah, yeah i think they're going to try so i think if anybody thinks it's important and um they are able i think they should try try to get like kyc free bitcoin to sort of yeah yeah i mean just there may be a premium on it for you do you know like mm. um 
you, what, you, does that, what does that actually mean though? Like when it's like, you know, it could be a premium on, on KYC pre Bitcoin. So oh, well, does that mean two different prices? You know what I mean? Like yes. is it like an underground price as opposed mm. to the, the the standard market price, you know? And, and how, how does that, how does that coexist? Because like, that's something I, I mean, don't get. Uh, yes, but I mean, if, if you can, if you were going to say, let's say you're going to home mine, right? Um, and you put solar panels on your roof, and you bought an S9 or an S19 or however, however, what you want to do. Um, so you're putting up a lot of capital up front in mm. order for the KYC free Bitcoin, right? So you're all that's already paying a different price of Bitcoin. It's just because you're doing it at a different time. Now, should there be, do, do we want to have, you know, two Bitcoins? No, definitely not. Do we want to have like these Bitcoins you can be spent here and those ones you can only spend? There? No, you don't want that at all. But um, I think it's, it's put it this way. I think if somebody can, if so, yeah, if it's important I, to you, try. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so, Brando, I think like there's your regular exchanges where you can buy Bitcoin. Like, so you have your Bitcoin only exchanges and they have their prices. And mm. then there's peer to peer websites, right? Like where you can approach another peer and like, and then you guys can decide what's the right price. Like you guys can agree upon a price. So you could possibly arbitrage over there and like you can buy Bitcoin off an exchange and you could possibly find a peer to sell it to KYC free. At a, at a premium. So you could probably have an arbitrage there to make money or you could probably have an arbitrage there to buy Bitcoin at a premium too, but then it's going to be KYC free. Yeah, but then you've already got governments that are enforcing regulations to, uh, sorry, on exchanges to um, KYC. KYC. Yeah, yep. so so then they're not going to readily allow that you know what i mean so it's not going to roll out um you know commercially with businesses right. that are you know like your square and their point of sale machines aren't going to be mm-hmm. having having a kyc option and then at what point does gresham's law kind of kick in where people are just going to keep that because because if i had kyc coin and i had kyc free coin mm-hmm. obviously i'm keeping the kyc free coin up my sleeve mm-hmm. and spending the kyc coin Right, right. Or, right, may- right. or maybe not because it's not traceable. I don't know. It's, it's a good question. So you, but you yeah. yourself are already putting a premium on your KYC, right? Yeah, exactly. You exactly. just said, right? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. so it's, it's, a, it's not necessarily a, a difference in price. It's just one's yeah. more important to you than another. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. True. Mm. But um, yeah. no, it's, a, it's, it's a great question. And, and it's, uh, there's oh, actually, I was listening down on the car to who was I listening to? Um, Lynn Alden and mm. John Vallis. Um, right. There's a huge discussion. They have a, a there's a big discussion on privacy in there. That's very worth um, well worth listening to. Um, so it's quite an yeah, to check, yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. Something that I heard is like say tomorrow, like a small small country like Lebanon for per se, right? Like they see like their holdings of their citizens amount to hundred thousand dollars, just for example purpose, right? But they see like these, but their holdings say when. Bitcoin pumps or the crypto pumps and all of this pumps, the crypto holdings on exchanges is 150,000. So are they going to like come after your uh, uh, individuals like uh, cash holdings or are they going to come after like the individuals? Like they'll probably go to the exchanges and say there's more value there and probably see try to seize all of that instead. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be different in different jurisdictions, yes. but um, yeah. 
but you some some will seize, some will tax, some will bail in, mm-hmm. some will you know there could be all sorts of different things people might try and do. Um, yep. So not your keys, yep. not your coins, right? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm not going to take any more of your guys' time. No, thanks, good. Thanks no, not at all, yeah. man. Appreciate the question, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. man. Thanks, Merrick. Thanks, buddy. And yeah, last question for Hats, yeah? Oh, go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> are you not going for the... Like, are you sure you are not going for the Michael Jackson's look? Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's not It's not pretty, is it? It's not pretty. If, uh, yeah, yeah. If... Um... I'm I'm just waiting for Hollywood to call, but the phone has been quiet. So <laughs> I, I tell you what, he's wide enough. <laughs> true, true. Paisley was Paisley Scottish guy. Um, yeah, uh, Mary, do you want to tell us, um, you know, how people can find you, mate? Oh yeah, it's just Merrick Dabs on Twitter. So that's M E Y R I C K D A B S on Twitter. Yeah, mostly on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not using any other social media. And, the and Merrick's Dabbling Path is a great name. And Merrick's I love it. Dabbling Path. Yes, Merrick's Dabbling Path is the podcast if you want to yeah, tune into that as well. After you cool. listen to us. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Competition uh, is good. Competition is good. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Cheers.